Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, uh, welcome to the show today. It is Monday, and I hope you had a good Coachella weekend, Easter weekend, Passover weekend, whatever you are celebrating. I hope it was a good one. I actually did a little spring cleaning myself. Which, you know, Passover is about renewal. Uh huh. And also, uh, Easter is really, well, the eggs, fertility. So I'm doing a bit of everything right now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I relaxed and hung out with friends this weekend. Uh, well, did I really? Yeah, actually, I did. I got my nails done on Sunday. Oh, I got my nails done on Saturday. Yes. And then what did I do on Saturday? I went apartment viewing and then I got a facial. No. Yeah, so this weekend for, for me you. was kind of like a self care weekend. I, Friday night I went out with dinner and then this weekend for me was like, all right, let's just chill and Ooh, relax. I love that. And um, I'm just, at this point, I'm just about to be in moving mode which is awful. So all the self-care is possible. But I will say, I went to go get a facial. And of course, I know they were going to like uh, like try to get me to buy all these products. Uh-huh. And you did it? I fell for you it. You bought <laughs> all of them? I bought like I bought like a jade roller, which is like... That's the, actually really good. I really I bought one of those. those. It was yeah. great. I, and then I bought like a cleanser. And then like I ended up, I ended up spending a lot of money. I'm not even going to repeat how much money You know I what? You end up not regretting that because your skin... And, and your skin is part of your... What you offer here. It's part of your job. True, you know? Did they extract a lot of stuff? Did yeah, they, they like did. squeeze? I wanted her to show me, but I oh, ended God. up falling asleep. Did it, did it hurt? Um, I kinda was pressure. Okay. But it was fun. It was really, really good. Well, a reminder Great to give yourself some self-care. Uh, lots coming up on the show today. Is the January 6th committee finally ready to criminalize Trump's actions? Yes, that's 30 minutes. Plus, so much happening in entertainment over the weekend, as we mentioned, from Coachella to SNL with Lizzo. The viral moments you missed over the weekend coming up in a moment with the T-Report as well. Let's get into some what's trending right now, though. The Florida Department of Education announced Friday the state has rejected more than 50 math textbooks from next school's curriculum. They're referencing critical race theory among reasons for the rejections. Of course, in a news release, the department said that 54 out of 132 of the textbook submissions would not be added to the state's list. The release said the list of rejected books makes up approximately 41% of submissions, which is the most in Florida's history. Reasons for rejecting textbooks include references to critical race theory, inclusions of common core and the unsolicited addition of social emotional learning in math. Of course, social emotional learning. The one thing that we all need. Just mm-hmm. why you just take it out of the curriculum. Yeah, you might as well. Moving on to some Easter egg mix ups. A Texas parent caused 
Quite the drama this week after handing out Easter eggs to kids at this elementary school campus in Austin. Most of the eggs were filled with candy, but a handful were packed with unopened condoms. What? So uh, one of the uh, these, these parents were initially concerned when the school informed him via email of the incident, taking to social media this week to tweet, not sure this is the Austin weird I signed up for. And then he found out more. Now the Austin Independent School District is reevaluating its safety protocols following the incident. The district told the news outlet, this local news outlet, that the parent was asked to leave but simply moved to a public sidewalk and continued to give away the eggs. It actually... Oh, do we pull this uh, this sketch from SNL? It reminds me of this Easter sketch from SNL this weekend, poking fun at the wokeness of our world. I'm Marjorie Tyler Green. I've been saying aggressively to all my Jewish and Muslim colleagues, Happy Easter. Don't worry, this rifle's chocolate, but the bullets are real. Now, I'm worried about Easter. Between the pastels and the jelly beans, this holiday has gotten a little too LGBTQRST for me. And there is nothing gay about Easter. A day when a bunch of male priests worship a shirtless guy with great abs, then talk about wanting to eat his body. That's straight stuff. It's a happy Oh, so good. That was the opening sketch for SNL this weekend, a little Easter sketch. Some laughs as we move on. Cecily Strong is great. Yes. Uh, as we move on to the next story, uh, Blaze TV host Elijah Schaefer last week joked about killing trans pe- children after being told by an unnamed source that a, quote, mass genocide is being committed against trans youth in Texas, where the governor has um, alleged gender forming care for trans non-binary minors uh, amounts to abuse, right? So Schaefer in a recent episode of his show, Slightly Offensive, which... You can guess where this is going. He was joined by comedian Dave Landau, and they spoke about Texas Governor Greg Abbott's directive to order state agencies to open child abuse investigations. So he uh, said he'd spoken with someone familiar with the governor's order who had said that um, the the directive kicked off a mass genocide against trans kids carried out by fascists. um, Lando, who also lives in Texas, laughed in response, jokingly telling Schaefer that he and other Texans have been instructed to kill trans children by dragging them behind a moving truck. So yeah, this is where we're at. Punchline, right? Really horrible stuff. Anyway, I told you we were going to go from laughs to not so many laughs. But that was what's trending this hour, what's happening in entertainment news. Okay, so let's talk uh, Coachella, because if you're like me, then you were at home watching all things Coachella from the comfort of your couch. It is time for the Tea Report, those pop culture stories trending right now. Well, Billie Eilish made history on Saturday as the youngest artist to ever headline Coachella, but made a statement that caused quite a stir at the end of her set. She took the moment to shout out Beyonce. Mm. Here is that. Thank you, Coachella! I'm sorry I'm not Beyonce. I love you tonight. So, uh, you know, now some people felt like this was a sweet moment, but others felt like she didn't have to do this because it's like this continuous lack of owning the space that she is. Because mm. earlier in her set, she also joked that she should not have, like, should not be headlining this, but saying that she was oh. so grateful to perform on the, you know, legendary stage. What do we think here? I mean, honestly... I was kind of over. I'm like, Billy, what are you expecting people to say to those moments? Like, you got to just own it at this point. You are a five-time, a, a Grammy, now more, like six or seven-time Grammy award winner. You got to get over this imposter syndrome that you're living in because Beyonce had nothing to do with that. Just perform and do what you do best and let Beyonce do what she does best. My first reaction is like, I just feel 
bad for Billie Eilish. I mean, I don't feel bad because she's Billie Eilish, but it seems like, yeah, she's dealing with imposter syndrome. She She's 20, but she's when she started all of this, it came out of nowhere. It seems like she needs some therapy to like look in the mirror and be like, Billie, you're amazing. Well, you know, it's like this era of like, you remember when like Adele dedicated her her awards to Beyonce and then Megan did it to, uh, to Beyonce at one point at the Grammys. Like, I feel like we reached this era of like where artists are like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. It didn't go to like the fan favorite instead of just being like, no, I worked hard for this. My work is like my work and I love Beyonce and I, but you know, Beyonce doesn't have to be in every music conversation. Just be you. A lot of that is just them. Yeah. Like having someone on their team to be like, I loved it. Like, you don't need to apologize for anything. You're amazing. You're up on yeah, that stage. But stuff. do they have people around them to do that, right? I would think, you know, Phineas, you know, B- Billy's brother That's true. Would. But anyway, that's your T-Report. We got more coming up next hour. We're talking all things Lizzo and playing a clip that really inspired everyone during her monologue. That's coming up next hour. Mm, okay. Well, Trump just endorsed uh, another celebrity running for Congress. We'll tell you who and what this means for the future of GOP politics next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Well, Trump somewhat surprised us over the weekend when he endorsed Dr. Oz. Uh, Oz is currently running for Senate in Pennsylvania. Trump said in a statement, I've known Dr. Oz for many years, as have many others, even if only through his very successful TV show. He has lived with us through the screen and he's always been popular, respected, and smart. I love how he's popular first, right? He also praised Dr. Oz's medical and academic credentials, saying he even said that I was in extraordinary health, which made me like him even more. Although he also said I should lose a couple of pounds. Don't, don't, don't. Okay. Joining us right now is political commentator Jackie Copel. Hey, Jackie, welcome back and happy Monday. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy Monday. Yeah, I mean, quite the statement. It's like a Trump's own stand-up show. However, it's real life. Uh, is this a strategic play on behalf of Trump? Uh, I don't think anyone thinks it's particularly strategic. The announcement caught a lot of uh, his sort of staff and supporters by surprise. Um, there are really two sort of front runners in the race, and there seems to be sort of no reason for Trump to, to choose. But as people say, you know, he likes to go with his gut and he he made a choice. It's not hard to see that he might see some similarities between himself and Dr. Oz, given the you know years on television. Um, Dr. Oz was was a pretty popular TV doctor until, uh, you know, he was sort of met with a little infamy with regard to uh, testifying in, in Congress and sort of questionable claims that he made. But, you know, Trump likes television, and he likes people who are on television. And Oz has been was on television for a very long time. Yeah, and my thing is, does Trump realize that this is now kind of causing a rift within the party? Because some people agree with him, and some uh, most of them don't. And so I wonder, does this is this going to hurt Trump's credibility when it comes to just his political um, brand that he's obviously building and trying to hold on to? Well, if Oz loses, then yeah, it'll def- it'll hurt Trump's brand. Um, you know, I think Trump's followers tend to just sort of follow him. Um, they don't always connect, you know, either failed candidates or other races, you know, with Trump and, and sort of bringing him down. Um, but from a from a brand or an ability to pick winners, as it were, the more choices Trump makes, uh, and the I guess I should say, the more choices he makes that then don't work. 
does hurt his brand because mm-hmm. then it's a question of, well, how strong is his endorsement? Does it really matter? And do his supporters care uh, who he endorses or do they just care about him? And that's really the, the question that I think a lot of people are looking to have answered is, are people willing to vote for who Trump suggests or they will they just vote for Trump and sort of not listen beyond that? Yeah, interesting. And why was someone like Laura Ingram mad at this? Well, it's a question, I think, for a lot of folks as to whether or not, uh, you know, Dr. Oz is sort of uh, actually conservative or conservative enough. Um, he's certainly embraced the, you know, the world of, uh, you know, the Trump sort of platform, as it were. But uh, people don't really know him. Right. He's not he's not a, a political public figure. He's a very public figure. But politically, he's he's a, a baby, as it were. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, he's essentially hitching his wagon to Trump to Trump. But the question is, is he actually conservative? Is is he a real Trumper? Is, you know, is he actually going to sort of vote the way people would in Trump world would want him to? They don't know that. Uh, And then in addition, again, there's that question of, you know, questionable advice he's given, Uh, you know, certain statements he's made over the years on TV that leave people questioning his credibility. Right. And so then the, then it's, well, why would Trump, again, you know, connect himself to this? And, and I think a lot of it does circle back to TV and, and Trump. Trump likes people who are on TV. And this is, I think, another example of that. Yeah. And if you're just now joining us, we're speaking with political commentator Jackie Coppell. My question is, why why are they still so stuck on having a celebrity kind of be in that position? I mean, haven't we learned that being a celebrity in power really does not work? Well, I would say talk to Trump about that. He would disagree with you. Um, Look, when you're a celebrity, you have huge name recognition, right? So Dr. Oz can enter a U.S. Senate race and be a front runner because everyone's seen him on TV. Whether you like him or not or agree with him or not, you know him. And that's a huge value add. So, you know, when people are looking to run or when people are looking for candidates to, to convince them to run, Celebrity can make a difference. Again, will it sway voters? At some point, you have to speak to voters' concerns and you have to actually pitch why you would be the best person actually legitimately for the job. But in terms of a vehicle to jump in a race and start, you know, generating some interest, celebrity name recognition helps. And, and then you have to, like I said, prove yourself. Yeah, we're, we're wrapping up here. But quickly, you, will will he end up winning um, in Pennsylvania? Is this race very close? Yeah, I mean, right now it looks like it is pretty close. Um, you know, who who knows? The election's not, not uh, for a little while. But um, it's definitely going to be interesting to, to track. And if Oz wins, Trump will get a lot of credit. And if he loses, it will hurt Trump's brand. Okay, again, uh, you're listening to political commentator Jackie Coppell, but we don't end the convo here. Now we got more with Jackie coming right up because there's a huge debate dividing the January 6th committee. Speaking of Trump, should they actually refer him to be prosecuted or could that somehow backfire? More with Jackie coming up next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Now the question on everyone's mind is how will the House committee investigate the January 6th attack address whether Donald Trump committed crimes in his attempt to overturn the 2020 election. Well, apparently no one can answer that question because it's creating a huge divide within the committee. We have political commentator joining us, Jackie Coppell. 
Hi, help us please get through this because it feels like it's a big dilemma here. Welcome back. Hi, thank you so much. Um, it is a big dilemma, right? It's, it's sort of, do you go for the public uh, court of opinion or do you go for the actual court of opinion? <laughs> uh, yeah. Meaning, do you actually, you know, sort of have a essentially force on me or see if you can force a criminal indictment? That's yeah. really the question that that is at play is, do they think that they can can actually criminally prosecute him? Um, and, you know, sort of, is it worth it? Uh, and if not, you know, how do you discredit him in the eyes of the American people so that, you know, if he runs again, or even if he doesn't run for president again, anything he does is therefore tainted, right? They, they certainly want that to be the case, um, that any, you know, regardless, anything he does is tainted by this. But it is a question of, you know, do they seek out actual criminal charges, basically? Yeah. And what will it need to take to go to the Justice Department? Why is this such a big debate? Well, they have to. There's there's one man, Attorney General (laughs) Merrick Garland. And it's essentially up to him as to whether or not they they actually move forward sort of on a, a criminal level. Right. Congress can or the committee can issue a recommendation but ultimately, it's really at the pleasure of Merrick Garland as to what he wants to do and whether or not he thinks there's a strong enough case to actually make. Now, uh, there, the lawyers actually have argued in effect that, yes, they can uh, make an argument and that they do have evidence to sort of support that he is involved and, and you know, culpable but again, it's a question of whether Merrick Garland actually wants to take that step. Obviously, detractors and those who are pretty vehemently against Trump uh, or see what he did as a, you know, a wild violation of democracy want the most stringent and harsh you know, possibilities to be taken into consideration, which would be really essentially to try him criminally. Um, yeah. But they're they're. That's a tricky thing, right? And and how much does that then? I think the the analysis is uh, from folks on the committee is how, do you does that somehow make him a victim, right? Can he then claim, hey, it's you know they're coming after me again? This is just another example of that. Does that actually strengthen his position in some way? So yeah, it's obviously up for discussion. Um, but that's that's what uh, that's what that hands. Well, I feel like at this point. We've already there's been a referral referral of like Trump at some point where people have, you know, people from the committee, whether it's like Liz Cheney or people have said, yeah, we have we got evidence. We have things in this committee that are proving that he was a part of doing something wrong. Right. Something criminal. And it feels like why aren't we moving forward? And honestly, if they charge him, would he even be able to run for president? I admittedly, I'm, I think until you are convicted, yeah, technically speaking, you can. You can. Um, wow. But, you know, the question again is, what is the evidence? And I think it's been really interesting from, from my understanding, the committee has really taken a page from the impeachment trials. And in the impeachment trials, they really publicized everything. Right. And they were like, here's all the information kind of as we're getting it. We want to get it out to the public. The committee has been particularly strategic about not doing that because I think what they don't want to have happen is they, if they do have something, they want to be able to present it all at once and have the weight of that really felt by the American people. And, and you also don't want 
Trump and, and his supporters to have time to essentially mount a defense in the court of public opinion before anything is even happened. And that's stuff that had happened. You know, if you think back to the impeachment trials, those were whether right or wrong, you could see why the committee is making the choices that they're making now to be a lot more private about it. That so makes if there sense. is a, if they obviously a recommendation would be public. But if, if steps are taken, it's, it's going to be probably done all at once to have sort of the power of it hit all at the same time. But are they at this point losing steam? Is that possible? Because it just seems like it's taking so long that it starts like I think everyone starts questioning it. Like, what's the strategy? Yeah, like, what I are they actually a, doing? <laughs> I think that's a really valid question, right? Is have people just moved on? Right. Like people moved on from January 6th and they say, you know, there have been a few other world events that have taken place. Let's just, you know, close the chapter. Uh, There are certainly people I'm sure that feel that way. But uh, those who are involved, I think, are really trying to be meticulous about collecting evidence and information. And because should they move forward, that's a pretty remarkable charge, you know, a series of charges potentially that you're going to levy against someone, you have to really have all, you know, it has to be, you know, eyes dotted, teeth crossed, and and nothing missed. Um, Yeah, it just feels like there's a looming sense that Trump might slip away from consequences yet again. But Jackie Coppell, thank you so much for being here with us. Jackie Coppell is a political commentator and is honestly our lifesaver when breaking all this down. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Well, next up, is it healthier to wake up early to exercise or to get more sleep? The answer's next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Okay, one of our favorite new songs here on Channel Q, Lizzo, About Damn Time. Woo! Killing it. It was the song of my weekend. I was playing it's it nonstop. Good. I am obsessed with it. I think Lizzo is such an incredible artist that I just, I can't help but support her and listen to her on repeat. Song of the summer. Yeah. Calling it now. Calling it now. And her performance on SNL was just amazing. Yes. And if you watch uh, Watch Out for the Big Girls, her number one reality TV show on Amazon Prime, then you would have noticed that the some of the girls from that show uh, yeah, were her so. backgrounds, her dancers. So yeah. cool. Yeah. So she's always just nails it. Yep. So good. So good. So good. Oh. And happy we're playing it here on Channel Yes. 4. And it's just such a good beat. Okay. It's about damn time, huh? Exactly. Well, speaking of time, is it healthier to wake up early to exercise or get more sleep? What do the experts have to say? Well, do you wake up early to exercise? Yeah, let's go to what we do. Right now, I don't, but I feel like this year was the year of more waking up early to figure out my own kind of spiritual mental routine. And then I feel like you need to do one thing at a time. And then I can, I feel like now halfway through the year, I'm going to add the working out. Chris Jenner, literally on the, the new show, The Kardashian, Chris Jenner was like, I wake up every morning at 4 a.m. I saw that. So I did catch up this, <laughs> this, this week. This weekend. If you wake up, if you're not up by 6 a.m., oh, yeah. it's already lunch by then. She's a hustler. So saying. I can't believe I admit I watched the first Kardashian episode. It's a great show. What do you mean? It is. It's very addictive. What do you mean you can't admit? Is it? Uh, I mean. It's it, great. Yeah. It's not like I feel like I'm getting smarter watching it. I, wow. <laughs> Where's no, the women supporting women? No, but it's 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 one of these things. Like when I watch someone else's life, I'm like, am I, am I like, is my brain kind it's, of it's like dying pleasure. off? Yeah, it is a guilty pleasure, and I deserve that. So, is it new episodes every week? Yeah. So, what day was it? The it new was episode? Thir- it's Wednesday night, Thursday. Okay, so okay, good to know. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, and I, I think uh, for me, basically, yeah, I, I have been more consistently waking up between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m., which was a big deal for me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what were you normally waking up? I typically, well, the thing is, I, I tend to go to bed. My natural rhythm, if I had it my way, where I, you know, where I had no alarm. Uh-huh. I could do anything with my schedule would be probably going to bed at like 12 ish. Like I typically naturally fall asleep at like midnight and sometimes even to one. Okay. And then I wake, I would wake up at like 9 a.m. Like I would have the seven to nine to kind of be in my bed and do my thing. Yeah. Um, Wow. We are not alike. No, I, yeah, I know. Uh, But I've forced myself to do the other way just because of just the way my schedule is. Okay. And yeah, that's the way it works. Six a.m. for me. Yeah, I, wake I know up at you're 6 a six a.m. Girl. I woke up this morning. Um, that doesn't I'm, come naturally mm, to me. I, the, immediately put the on my gym shoes ringing. and left. I timed it out perfectly. I worked out from seven thirty to eight thirty. Came back home, walked Coco, and then was in my first meeting. Well, seven thirty a.m. workout is pretty good. I feel like I yeah. could do that. I I was in a good place before COVID. And then COVID just threw me off. And let me be honest. I feel like I always find a a rhythm and then it takes one day to just like ruin everything. But I'm trying not to think about it. I'm trying to literally just say like, okay, just do it. You feel good. Push through it and just go. And like, I enjoyed working out this morning. But I will say doing that does make you more tired during the day. So here's the thing. This expert said, and she's like a holistic coach trainer. She's like... In the end, don't push yourself. If you feel like it doesn't help you or your process, like waking up super early, working out, and then you're working all day, figure out something that works for you. (laughs) That said, remember, it takes like three months probably to get into a routine. Your body will be... And your mind, more importantly, will be telling you this is uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? And and you probably won't feel right because you're changing things up. So... Give yourself that compassion and grace and space to say, I might not love this, but let me try it out at least for enough time to get in a groove. So, okay, what do you want to do moving forward? What do you want to do? So for me, I I, one, I think that for me, it's more important to know like how much sleep do I need? Because if like- Didn't you just buy like a super fancy thing where it's like like your ring? Like for me, I know I probably like, I am good when I get uh, probably seven to eight hours of sleep. Okay. Like I know buy technology. She'll spend like a ton of money on technology. No, it wasn't even ton. I got this for free actually. Okay. I was very fortunate though. Not everyone can. Um, But she'll get these things for technology, and they'll read her body, and they'll read when her heart rates up, and all these things. But then it's just like, do you actually take that and implement it in your life? So uh, I have been noticing one. Surprise, surprise! I don't get good deep sleep when I eat late or I'm drinking. (laughs) Um, And then. You know, and it is more about deep sleep. And I, I'm in a dream state a lot of the time, let me tell you. <laughs> Trust uh, me. My even brain now. is going. Even now. <laughs> so for me, I need enough sleep. And then I need to like create, yeah, you need to create an appointment. Like put it in your calendar. And for me, definitely after I get my eggs fr- like uh, frozen and I do all that because I can't work out right now. I'm going to get a trainer. I'm going to start working out again. I'm going to get back to it. Okay. And a lot of times people say to focus on how you feel after the fact than like what you're feeling in the moment 
before you're making that decision. Because <laughs> right, a lot of times you're not feeling good then. But if you focus on remember how you feel after, that's enough of the motivation that you need. Okay. So just saying. I love that. Just saying. Okay, well, coming Great. up. Great. You what? saw that. I asked her a question about what she's going to do and she doesn't even I listen. did. I told you I'm going to work out. I'm going to start. you didn't ask me what I was going to you do. To- oh, you already said what you do. But what I was going to do. What, what if I want to change? It's too late. We're out of time. <laughs> We're out of time. 15 seconds. And you only thought about yourself. <laughs> You only thought about what you wanted to do. Y'all, she talked about it forever. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. I guess we've got more music coming up right here on Channel Q. But right now, let's get into some more show. Uh, You know, Palm Springs is dealing with food insecurity. And they're going to be joining us to talk about how we can help those in the LGBTQ community with food insecurity that is continuing. That is in 30 minutes. Plus, we've got more news on Lizzo and the amazing SNL appearance over the weekend in the T-Report in a moment. Let's get into some what's trending this hour, though, right now. We have some news coming out of Nevada. John Carlo, who's running for school board in Clark County, Nevada, was caught on video making just really strange claims about the Constitution and LGBTQ people and dangerous, might I add. He said in a video of him speaking at a church that is being shared online, I believe in the Constitution. I believe in the way our founding fathers believed in this country, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That means that homosexuals cannot procreate. This goes against our Constitution and against uh, what parents want in the school district. And this is only one book out of a thousand, of course, using, you know, the whole all these books. And he showed a book that he says is turning kids gay. Uh, Meanwhile, according to Ross Story, Carlo recently deleted his Instagram and Twitter accounts after his posts supporting the Confederate flag were found. Hashtag, what a winner. (laughs) Now, at least four major shootings broke out across the U.S. over Easter weekend, including one at a party in Pittsburgh that left two teenagers dead and several others injured early Sunday. The violence comes after President Biden announced tougher gun regulations last week in the wake of multiple mass shootings. Perfect timing, of course, for Bill Barr to give his his take on who we really need to blame. Criminals will always get the guns, and the gun violence we see today is not because of the guns, it's because of the people using the guns. And the refusal of this administration and local jurisdictions to get these violent people off the street. People who commit these crimes, the mass shootings, uh, the gratuitous shootings, they're not newbies. Yeah. Okay, They all have a criminal history record. They have a life of crime. They're career criminals, and those are the people that are easily identified. Criminal- Actually, a lot of the mass shootings happened from people, some of them who, whom had no criminal record, who literally had mental health issues. And by the way, if you want to help people, if you think it's the people that hurt people versus just the guns, then why don't you just add health care for everyone? Well, and it's not even just that. It's uh, Republicans seem to forget that if you really look at the data, a lot of the, 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 the gun violence and the crimes that happen in like super red states are Republican re- like led. Um, if you go like south, uh, like really, really south, of, you know, in the Bible Belt, those deep south kind of places that are Republican led data shows that there's a lot of murders. There's a lot of gun violence actually happens there. And there's a lot of crime that happens there. And so I, I feel like Republicans like to just pick like, oh, it's really you all instead of looking at them. It's like, a, what's that? What's that saying about glass houses? Um. The teacup pet. Oh, the, yeah. The calling the kettle hot. Black. Black. <laughs> Something. We're really great at the references. But then also, we had someone on yes, uh, or last week, unfortunately, after the shootings happening in New York, just talking about how some of these um, 
events, these these individuals are getting their guns from out of state in the South. So it's just like, I, I don't think as we say, it's one or the other. We need to look at both issues simultaneously. No, it is one or the other. Republicans are wrong. <laughs> Finally, speaking of Republicans, uh, three companies associated with conspiracy theorist Alex Jones, including the media company InfoWars, filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection on Sunday in Texas. And that's according to The New York Times. It would allow a corporation or his at least to reorganize and keep running with the potential to pay creditors over a period of time. And this comes during a multiple ongoing defamation lawsuits against Jones from families of victims of the 2012 Sandy Hook school shooting who say they have been subjected to death threats and harassment from his followers. So Alex Jones going bankrupt. Yeah, that's what happens when you take stupid crap. Yeah. Although that word, by the way, you can go bankrupt and still content, continue bus- your business. It's just like an easy way to. No, I don't want him to liability. continue anything. I want him to be bankrupt and go find the nearest corner to go, like, you know, slowly, slowly become invisible in. He needs to go in some sort of cave to, like, learn about uh, life and yeah, how to it treat would others properly. Match his intellect. Um, all right. That was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news? Well, oh my God. My icon, my legend. It's about damn time Lizzo hosted SNL because let me just tell you, she was perfect. It's time for the Tea Report. Those pop culture stories trending right now. Lizzo joined an elite club of recording artists tapped it to both host and perform on Saturday Night Live. The singer and rapper Lizzo, uh, she drew big applause in her monologue by reflecting on the arc of her rags to richest career. She said this, at every time, every show, I tell my audience the same thing. And honestly, I want to play this clip for you because it is the best and it inspired everyone. So here it is. But I'm thrilled to be hosting this particular episode, especially because I do love tonight's musical guest. myself. Everybody should love themselves. You know, at every show, I tell my audience the same thing, and I'll tell y'all too. I love you, you are beautiful, and you can do anything. I'm living proof of that. I used to live in my car, and now I'm up here hosting Saturday Night Live! Yeah. I mean, what a, like, Cinderella moment, Rax Richards moment. Absolutely incredible. She performed her two new songs, It's About Damn Time, which we're playing right here on Channel Q, and, of course, uh, Special, which is the title track of her album, her new album, dropping uh, literally in July. So, very excited. It's going to be quite a moment. I just hope she continues to perform everywhere. It's her year. Shout out to Lizzo. That is your T-Report. We have more coming up next hour, which is all about, oh my God, it's actually a really, really sad story. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, they just dropped the news about their child. And find out more if you haven't heard. We'll talk about it a little bit later in the, the hour. But, you know, parents, it's sad. All right. All right. Well, uh, tax day is here. What you have to do if you haven't done your taxes yet. We're here to help next. Breathe, everybody. Mm-hmm. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Well, I know you're excited. It's tax day. I'm triggered. You know, I think a lot of people are. And a lot of people might have already done their Except taxes. Except for the person who's going to join us. I feel like this is his like his own Christmas holiday. Super Bowl or something. Yeah, I, I wasn't yeah. sure if I could say those two words. I think you say the word. Oh, okay. Or maybe not. Okay. <laughs>
then I didn't say it. <laughs> Between taxes and this, I don't know. Uh, Dan Goldstein joins us right now from Goldstein Weiss CPA in Calabasas. Fancy. Welcome to the Thank show. You. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's uh, quite a busy day. I can't believe I'm on the phone right now with you. I know. We I appreciate it. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, this is, you know, part of your work. Say you're just, you know, getting the word out to help others. Yeah, you're, you're doing press service. right now. You want people to, like, you know, hire you. This is press. <laughs> I think he's busy <laughs> enough. So uh, what happens if someone hasn't done their taxes yet? What do they do? Um, well, there's, uh, well, you could ignore things, but you probably don't want to do that. If you haven't filed your taxes, you still have time to file an extension. And it's pretty easy to file an extension. You could do it online uh, by making an extension payment with the, on the IRS website at irs.gov forward slash pay. Or you can uh, even mail an extension form in. It's a form 4868. Or you could use an online software tool to uh, file an extension. By filing a, a, an extension, that gets you out of the possibility of having a failure to file penalty which is about 5% per month of what your taxes are due. Whoa, that's a lot. So, yeah. yeah, I guess what are some, obviously, I feel like tax time and tax season can just be very stressful for so many people. What are some of the misconceptions that you run into when you're dealing with like customers trying to figure this all out? Misconceptions about... Uh, just taxes what, in general. Well, I guess you have to be organized. Just, uh, you know, it's a good thing to... Once you get a tax form in the mail or through an email or what have you, you're asked to download a 1099 or a W-2 or what have you, it's good to do it right away. Don't put it off. Put it in a file, either a, you know, if you're digital, put it in a digital file. If you're a hard copy kind of person, print it out and uh, just be organized. And, uh, you know, there's lots of things that, uh, you know, lots of possible things to prepare for in doing your taxes. If you have a tax preparer, their role is to help remind you of the types of things you need to file your taxes. So, uh, so it really depends on the complexity of your individual tax situation. If all you have is a W-2 and maybe you know some bank interest or something, it should be pretty straightforward what to do. It's simple. It's inexpensive. It's well. It's frankly, it's it's free. Many there's many tax software uh, companies out there that will do your tax returns for free. So all right. How much money should you be putting aside from each paycheck or per month, depending on how much you're making for taxes? Good freelance question. Someone who's <laughs> part of that gig economy. Oh, for freelancers, for freelancers. Oh boy. Well, that could be a you know how many how many hours do we have for this uh, call? It, it really varies on uh, your situation. If you are a freelancer, you will probably be looking for expenses associated with what you do that you are going to want to offset against your income. Yeah. And so, it, you know, it just depends on what you're freelancing. If you were a, uh, you know, say you drive for Uber or what have you, then you're going to want to be tracking your mileage, your, uh, your, you know, your, all of your auto expenses, uh, perhaps your, cost your phone, uh, internet access, that type of thing. There's all sorts of things that you might track as a freelancer or as anybody who works as an independent uh, contractor. Yeah, but, so. I, but I mean, what amount of money? Because this is, we forget, a lot of us, you know, we spend our money or we put aside for our savings, not thinking about how much we're going to owe in taxes, right? At yeah, the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. Is that like yeah. 10% of your paycheck you should be just putting aside? You, uh, just aside. for safety. 
It's, yeah, like savings. It's hard, to, it's hard to generalize. It's a range because it just depends on how much. There are different tax brackets yeah. at play. So the more money you make, the more uh, you're, the higher potential for the uh, marginal tax bracket that you're in. So if you're not making very much, you might not owe anything. Uh, but, you know, it, it really depends on how much you make and your, the overall tax picture. Maybe you're married. Maybe your spouse has W-2 income. Maybe you have a, uh, you know, other uh, investments. Maybe you have crypto. You have gains on crypto. Oh. Here, what have you. It, Should it, we talk I told about you that? Come and Wait, get so, your taxes. And we we, we got to wrap up soon. But, like, what is your take on crypto and taxes? I know a lot of different <laughs> accountants have different thoughts on this. Well, uh, the IRS has stated crypto is a capital is considered a capital asset, meaning if you buy it and then sell it, you've got a capital gain or loss on it, if, assuming you made or lost money on it. Mm-hmm. If you use crypto to buy something, you have to calculate what the gain or loss is on that transaction. And it, it could get pretty complicated. Uh, we do have some clients that have had you know hundreds and hundreds of crypto transactions, and it's hard to track what is the what was the original cost I incurred for this crypto? Uh, it's hard to track that because you need to know the original cost to calculate what the gain or loss is when you use it or sell it. And so there are um, there's software out there that connects with uh, digital wallets. Uh, I personally use a product called ZenLedger with several mm-hmm. clients, but there's other products out there like uh, Coin Tracker, Coinly, Coin Ledger, and I'm sure a bunch of others. But the, the, the software helps you determine what is the what is the original cost I paid for this uh, Bitcoin or Ethereum or what have you, so I can determine what my potential uh, you know, gains and losses are? Is it the same with traditional stocks? Are people uh, t- paying taxes before they liquidate? Uh, if you just buy and hold crypto, it's there's no taxes. Okay. okay. If you, it's when you use it or you exchange it or you mine it or what have you. Okay. Uh, there's different scenarios. There's actually a question on the tax return the last several years that asks you if at any time during the year you received, sold, exchanged, or disposed of any uh, crypto you know, virtual currency. So this is a hot topic for the IRS. They, yeah. they want to make sure that they're tracking you know, the trillion plus in, uh, in, in, uh, in cryptocurrency yeah. out there. Okay, that was Dan Goldstein from Goldstein Weiss CPA. Go back to work. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Have a good one. You too. What's coming up next, Ryan? Okay, so we literally have to talk about Palm Springs because uh, we have the executive director and CEO of the LGBTQ community of the desert joining us to talk about the food insecurity that is happening with LGBTQ youth and people out there. So we have Rob Willer joining us up next. Don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 